the pride of Limerick, a young man named Sean Sheehan. The MMA media, Don Graham McDonald. The severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot, and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Episode 122 of the Severe MMA podcast is here, and it's a big week. My name is Sean Sheehan, and like always, I'm with the Rick James of Irish MMA, Graham McDonald. Gotcha, bitch! <laughs> We're going to talk about one of the biggest weeks in uh, in MMA this year. We're going to obviously talk about McGregor Mayweather. The, the, it's it's official now. It's no longer fairy tales. We can talk about that. We're going to look ahead to be, probably the biggest Bellator card of all time coming up next week. A lot of Irish interest in that as well with James Gallagher. Uh, we have Fedor Emelianenko on that. Chel Sonnen against uh, Vanderla Silva. And lots more. Uh, Mike Chandler as well defending his belt in that. We're going to look ahead to UFC OKC. Uh, next week and look back at UFC Singapore but before we do that I'm absolutely buying here I'm in a room I have a fan but I can only put it on when I mute myself so if I go and miss it anytime you know where I'm gone windows closed 30 degree heat outside I'm about to die are you the same Graham I don't think it's uh, it was much hotter yesterday it's, it's still hot but uh yeah it, it m- might be hotter down in Limerick than it is in Dublin because <clears throat> it's not too bad today it was very very warm yesterday though I'm I don't have the frame for this I'm not built I don't think Irish people in general are built for this heat. I like the cold. I like winters. This, this fucking, this heat is just, it's just not good for me. I'm doing renovations to the man cave at the moment. Myself and Patrick are outside today cutting wood and spray painting and stuff and just sweat. I lost about, I lost about four stone outside there today. It's just sweating. <laughs> buckets like rotten. So, yeah. Are you, how, uh, did you have a good weekend anyway? Were you doing, yeah, doing, I went there to... Few drinks uh, on the Friday for mate's thirtieth, and uh, missed my alarm that I set for UFC Singapore, and only woke up for the end of the main event. <laughs> You're better off. You're better off. I only watched. I only saw the main card. I went back and watched a bit of the uh, the undercard, but we'll get to that later. I think. I think we'll have to get right into it this week because there's lots, lots, lots to talk about. And the first thing, the biggest news, the biggest news, not just in the world of uh, MMA and uh, combat sports, but the biggest news in the world of sport in general this week, I think, was McGregor versus Mayweather being official for August 26th in Las Vegas. Uh, the venue actually isn't totally official yet. There's word of, I think, is it Ice Cube or something like that? I wouldn't mind a few Ice Cubes now, but playing in the T-Mobile arena that night. So they're talking about the MGM arena not 100 percent sure yet so we'll we'll uh we'll get back to that in another week but we've talked about it we haven't talked about it that much and we, we're gonna get into the coverage we're gonna get into the fight and everything like that we haven't talked about it that much on the podcast maybe three or four times at most over the last what year i suppose now but it's it's time i suppose to get into it and first of all the reaction what, what was your reaction to the reaction uh, we, we'll we'll put it that way were you expecting what what happened or was it less or more than than uh of reaction than you thought? Um, no, I expected it to, to be huge news uh, if it was or when and if it was announced and, and it was it was it was funny to see it on uh, Sky Sports News and uh, they usually won't talk about MMA or if they do it's very very briefly and they had uh, Dane on they had they had the breaking news tracker going of uh, of Conor McGregor versus Mayweather signed or whatever so that was uh, that, that was interesting maybe they uh, <clears throat> Sky are planning on doing the pay-per-view maybe if if uh, they must be they must be at least considering it if they're promoting already. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> Eddie Earn has already actually talked about that. Um, IFL TV he did an interview with him a couple of months ago, and he was talking about all the upcoming pay per views, and he said he's probably going to try to get that one. You know, so 
uh, I'd say more than likely. But yeah, that was that was kind of I suppose for people in in Ireland and and England this side of the of the world, it being on Sky Sports News was just it was weird to see more than anything. Like I never I never thought I'd see the day <laughs> Dana White live on Sky Sports News, you know. So it was uh, yeah, it was, it was a bit mad, but there. But I suppose they were coverage. showing footage of, of Floyd versus the Big Show as well. That was that was a good comparison. Yeah, they were. <laughs> That I suppose that's a good actual segue, like because that's just the kind of thing we're going to be seeing over the next few weeks and uh, and months, because <laughs> you know it, it's weird. And let's let's get into it just totally here because it is weird. Let's be honest. This is a, a boxer who has forty nine bouts and an MMA fighter who has whatever twenty five, twenty six uh, fights inside the cage with no boxing experience in adulthood, we'll say he obviously he's, his base was in boxing, but he's not professional fights. No, you know, high level amateur fights or anything like that. It is weird. Like, let's be honest. It's, it's something right that we've discussed before. And that if you look at it as a, um, a championship boxing fight, you're going to be disappointed. You, you know, it's, it's not the number one boxer in the world against the number two boxer in the world. That's just not what it is. You have, you know, you have to cover this for what it is. I think Ariel made a great point about that. Like people are asking people to defend it or to you know to poo-poo it, but I think you, we just cover it. <laughs> you know, I think that's the best way of doing it. To be honest, like getting into the fight and the analysis of it and everything like that is fine, right? We, I think most people kind of have an idea of how it will go, but this is an event. You know, this is boxing against mma in you know in the boxing ring this is the the two biggest draws in combat sports today going up against each other it's it's weird it's gonna be fun and in the end it might not be the best spectacle in the world inside the ring but outside the ring it's gonna be really fun yeah the build-up is gonna be great crack like uh the talk of a, a world tour uh hopefully similar to like the the ufc 189 jose aldo and mcgregor world tour where they where they come to Ireland and, and all that that that'd be great crack. Uh, uh, I see I see uh, <laughs> I see Connor taking some some shots at Floyd, maybe bringing up some of his uh, some of his uh, troubles with the law and stuff like that, and trying to get under his skin that way. But uh, I'm sure Floyd has has uh, heard a lot before and uh, is preparing for that. But it, it's it's a bit different when Conor McGregor's doing it. He has a way of getting inside people people's heads and uh, riding them up. But um, yeah, I think that's going to be that's going to be uh, very very entertaining. Yeah, I like I agree. I think it's already kind of started. You've seen Connor putting up the pictures of uh, Floyd's father and and Colin Floyd himself, his father. You know, so it's it's already started. And, uh, like, is that his one chance? Do you think that he he gets he gets to him? He gets to him in not just before the fight. And I I'm someone who, you know. It, what happens before the fight, I think, makes absolutely no difference. But someone like McGregor who can talk to him in the fight, maybe take him out of his game by talking to him, mm. like someone like Diaz or something like that. Do you think that could be a factor? Like, uh, for me, for me, I don't think he's going to do anything skill-wise in the ring with his hands. You know, that is going to fluster Floyd. I think he's seen everything before. He uh, McGregor's going to try different things, but I don't think any of them are going to work. Like, is something like him roaring come on bitch i'm conor mcgregor bitch <laughs> like this roaring, come on is that is that something he could do like is he, he, he probably, he'll probably do it but i think floyd is probably he's, he's seen it all before and, and i'm sure other boxers have tried to get into his head and try to talk to him but um 
Yeah, I'm no boxing aficionado or anything, but the the Floyd Mayweather fight, uh, bouts that I've watched that were um, you said fights. No, you said were, I heard you that time. You said fights. <laughs> were, uh, were weren't very uh, entertaining, and he uh, he's happy to to be on the back foot and let let the guy come forward. And I think Connor Connor will come forward and try to take him out early, but uh, obviously Floyd is one of the best, if not the best, boxer ever. So it's it's not as if Connor's just up against any any old boxer. It's uh, or any just ranked boxer or professional boxer, it's the most defensively skilled and probably one of the best, if not the best of all time. Yeah. So look, it's it's a huge, huge, huge mountain to climb in in eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. Look, let's get into that, right? The analysis of this fight. There's been a lot of things come out. Max Kellerman, obviously the boxing commentator and analyst, has said McGregor won't land a single punch. You've seen guys like Brendan Schaub come out and say he'll not only land a punch, but he'll win rounds. Daniel Carmes come out and, and poo-pooed that as well. You've had lots and lots to talk about it. Look, for me, what I think is going to happen is McGregor is going to come out hard early and try to get the knockout like he does in MMA, like he does, you know, I, I think he'll do the exact same in this. He, he's going to try. And that for me is his best chance of winning, but also what will be his downfall. You know, hitting Floyd Mayweather is the hard, almost the hardest thing to do in sport. No one is able to do it. You know, you and, and when, by I mean, when I say hitting him, I mean hitting him clean. Max Kellerman said he wouldn't land a punch. He'll land punches. He'll land plenty of punches, but he won't land any clean punches, I don't think. If he does, he's a great chance of knocking Floyd Mayweather out because he has huge, huge power. But I think that's very, 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 very unlikely. You know, people are asking percentage chance of McGregor winning. 1% maybe, if even that. You know, Mayweather, if they fought, you know, if they fought 100 times, how many times would Mayweather win? probably 98 99 times you know that that's the reality of the situation if you're getting into analysis right i think mayweather I'm sorry well, if, McGregor, they fought, if they fought 100 times connor would probably win 100 times if they boxed 100 times <clears throat> okay yeah under boxing rules uh but uh, like i think as i said i think mayweather, mcgregor will come out hard and fast and he'll try to knock McGregor, uh, mayweather out and what will happen then is he'll he's gonna throw he's gonna keep throwing and that's gonna make him tired eventually and it's also going to lead to um, Mayweather picking him off because when McGregor comes in when he comes in hard like that when he comes in wild it's going to leave openings and there's no bit better master in the whole you know in the whole sport of boxing to fly Mayweather we saw people put up clips of the Canelo fight when Can Canelo was coming in wild with power and he has unbelievable power as well Floyd was just you know, shoulder roll, back against the fence, out to the side, come in with the left hand, follow by, behind the right hand and then get out again, wait for him to do the same and then do the same again. So, like, the more McGregor throws and doesn't land, the more it's going to allow Floyd to land. And that's going to be very, very bad news, I think. I think going three, four, five rounds into that fight, if that keeps playing out that way, I think it's going to be very, very hard for McGregor to survive. Yeah, um, it's it's really hard to know what it's, what it's going to look like because we've never seen it before. It's there's no real uh, there's nothing you can look back on and go, oh, that's that's how this looks, or that's how that's what happens when a, a MMA guy goes in against a boxing guy. So it, it, it like people are kind of plucking plucking it out of midair. There's no real reference point for it. But Floyd is Floyd is just so hard to hit, even for the the elite. Boxers and these uh, multi-weight champions like like Manny Pacquiao and and all these guys that he's that he's beaten quite comprehensively uh, and not really been hit all that clean in. I think he's been hit clean by uh, 
Shane Mosley and uh, more recently, what's your man's name? Um, Maidana. Maidana. But that's like, you know, a couple of times in, in how many how many tens of fights or bouts? 49, yeah. Yeah, so that's it's it's a huge, huge, huge task for for Connor. But the he's already won, really. The, he's it's the money that <laughs> it's the money, really, that uh, that nobody would turn that down. Like if, if yeah. you could make if you could make that happen, you're gonna make that happen, no matter how uh, big the the golf and boxing experience and ability is. Yeah, like I think a win obviously is very unlikely. We we all know that, but. What, like a question that people have been asking all week is what would a win be for McGregor? You know, what would a loss, he's obviously going to lose, but what would a win be in losing? You know, people say, he's, you said it there, he's already won. I, I would agree with that 100% just by getting this fight, just by it happening, he's won. But to, for him to come out looking good, I, I, if he went to a decision, even if he lost every round, I think that would be huge. I think, I think he... He'd emerge as good as the winner. Then I think it, it'd be almost worse for Floyd, you know, than than if he was caught early and knocked out, possibly. But if he goes all the way, if he, you know, if he gets a decision with Floyd Mayweather, I think there'll be a lot of shit talk from the MMA, <laughs> you know, you know those MMA people who hate boxing and who are like, oh, it's you know, it's it's not a real fight and it's you know, it's. It, MMA is the real combat sport and all, but in a more pig-headed way, you know, I think that'll happen. If McGregor lasts, goes in and hits Floyd early and, you know, does some good work, maybe wins a couple of rounds and even loses, you know, gets knocked out five, six, seven, eight round or something like that, I think he'll come out looking good from that as well. But if he goes in there and Floyd Mayweather just picks him apart and absolutely destroys him and less than five rounds i think it'll look very very bad for him would you agree with that or um well like if connor just wanted to survive 12 rounds and that was his tactic he he could probably make it happen like floyd is not gonna want to lead he he probably like if he made that his sole purpose is just to survive like it it obviously increases his chances of surviving but i think as we were saying that connor will go from early and that will, will throw everything at him and then maybe uh Maybe tire out a little bit uh, if if he if he isn't successful if he's just punching air and Floyd is dodging and it it, it could end up being it could end up being that Floyd uh, turns it up and realizes that Connor is tired and goes after him but it's really hard to know it's really hard to know. Um, Did you think we're talking about before? Does it? Do you think it hurts MMA or boxing? Any result here? Is there anything? Well, I think it hurts boxing if if Connor goes in and just knocks out Floyd. Yeah, I suppose that is the risk of it being in Floyd's boxing. Got everything, like, everything to lose, and Connor has nothing <laughs> yeah. to lose. Like if it was an MMA and Floyd went in and beat Connor, I think it'd hurt MMA. But the fact it's in boxing, I think it can only hurt boxing. I don't like if McGregor goes in and gets knocked out in the first round. They're they're gonna everyone will just say, okay, it was the forty nine and no boxer against no one on no boxer. You know, this is what we expected to happen. You know, it's like. And the only unexpected thing that can happen is McGregor winning. So you know, anything else that happens, it's 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 just what's supposed to happen. So how can that affect MMA? How can that affect boxing? You know, I don't think it really will. Maybe it it can harm boxing in the in the fact that it's a high level freak show fight kind of like in mma we have high level freak show fights all the time so it makes no difference to mma really but you know we're the ones who have ken shamrock against uh against kimbo slice and against heist gracie you know the top of the second biggest promotion in the world in mma boxing has freak show fights but they're not really like that are they you know we, we don't see him 
huge, you know, pay-per-view fights or top of TV shows like that uh, in, in boxing. So I can see that as an argument. Yeah. <laughs> boxing just does it differently. I mean, they, they build their guys up really slowly against yeah. suitable matchups, slow step-ups gradually until they're 20-odd or 30-0 and 0, or 30-and-20-odd, 30-and-1 or whatever, and then they... They put them into a big spot then, and the undercards usually are, are just kind of you know the, the, you go to the to check the odds, and one guy is like a ten to one favorite <laughs> in the in the co-main event of, of a big boxing card. But the main events are usually in boxing are usually pretty competitive, and well, the ones that that people are interested in, the ones that get shown on on pay per view, are usually are usually big clashes. Uh, the UFC or not UFC MMA and Bellator. Their, their Bellator's biggest uh, biggest attractions are the freak show fights. Yeah, like the Kimbo's, the the Kens, as you say, the the the, the Tito Ortiz, the kind of legends of the sport. Hoist crazy. Yeah. Before we get on to other parts of the fight, last thing on maybe the the actual fight itself and the the analysis of what went into making the fight, um, the weight and the gloves. One one fifty four. The fight is going to be at. It could have been at. Uh, I think it's one. Is it one forty seven? Yeah. Um, that would have been eight ounce gloves. It would have been eight ounce gloves. My take on that is right. But the difference between ten ounce gloves and eight ounce gloves is negligible. To be honest, I don't think it's going to make any difference. To be honest, now if it was ten ounce gloves and UFC four ounce gloves, that'd be a huge difference. But I think making McGregor cut an extra eight pounds and he is looks like death, you know, when he gets down to 145, 147 as well would be very, very tough for him. Obviously, he makes 146 a lot of the time in MMA when it's not a championship bout. I think that would be a lot, lot bigger than a two-ounce glove difference, to, to be honest. Look, the, the thing about the gloves as yeah. well is it, it's not just gloves when you're attacking, it's the gloves when you're defending. Like, I think about it, just the size of MMA gloves. We talked about the last few weeks with Alexander Gustafsson and there was someone else as well where he was able to jab up the middle, or sorry, throw a left hook around the corner and then jab up the middle because there was enough room. You know, the, you can't defend both sides with the, the small MMA gloves. With the big boxing gloves, you can do that. You can just hold them up to your face. They're like big pillows in front of your hands. You know, it's v way harder to hit a precise shot in boxing. You know, you have to do a lot more tricks and a lot different, you know, a lot different things. You saw McGregor even against Poirier where he hit him and kind of, it wasn't a perfect shot and he still knocked him out. You know, we see that all the time. Yeah, kind of uh, loop the yeah. hook over the glove. Yeah. Yeah, people get behind the beer. Would your take be similar to that or? Yeah, well, Floyd, Floyd doesn't, doesn't even defend like that really, does he? he? He's more about not being there for the shot and moving away and countering. He doesn't try to, he doesn't like, like to absorb shots with it with his gloves up from what i've he seen he doesn't get a boat yeah but you're you're right yeah most of the time i'd say he does but he's shoulder all and he's yeah he's he's footwork and, and his speed it, yeah it's it's really hard to know what it's, what it's going to look like mayweather might treat him like he treats every other every other top contender he's uh he's gone up against in boxing and be ultra cautious and ultra defensive or he might think i'm just gonna take this guy out uh because i'm the best boxer ever and he's not a boxer um, and it it, it kind of depends on what Floyd Floyd wants to do. I think uh, a lot of it, a lot of how it looks. People might um, it seems people don't really know what 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 Floyd's style is. Uh, when before the Manny Pacquiao bout, he he uh, or during after the Manny Pacquiao bout, people were like, oh, he's so boring. Mayweather so boring and all this. It's, it was, but it looked exactly like you, you would think it would look like. Yeah, you know that's that's how he fights, and he might fight like he he might go out and that might be a style, but. He might go out and think, have 
much less respect for the for the the punches coming back than he does against uh, all the other contenders he's fought over the last few years. So it, a lot, I think a lot of how it looks depends on what what Floyd's game plan is. He did that against Maidana as well. He didn't in the first fight. He didn't fight half as well. You know, Maidana. There was a lot of people, maybe not winning the fight, but getting close within two or three rounds of winning that fight. You know, mm. he didn't show enough respect for him. Like against McGregor when he's a few years older, is that going to happen as well? Possibly. And if it does, will it make a difference? Probably not. And Floyd really likes to clinch. Usually, I'd say he might stay away from that a bit more. He maybe not dig underhooks as much as as in his other bouts in this McGregor bout. So maybe that'll be a difference in in Floyd's style, uh, or maybe he'll he'll just trust that he's more experienced at the the boxing grapple or the boxing clinch, uh, clinch and uh, and use it use it and successfully against Connor. It's really hard to know because the clinch is very different in uh, boxing as it, as it is in MMA. Obviously, uh, you're only allowed well you're not allowed to clinch at all really, but clinch at all. But they 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 let you for a few seconds and then they break you up and you can kind of land rabbit punches as, as you break. So maybe. Maybe Conor might be able to get uh, an advantage there, but I think if if Conor is able to get an advantage in the in in the clinch, then Floyd will move away from the clinch. Yeah, yeah, like uh, that's a good point. Like I think anything where McGregor has success, Floyd will just nullify it. Like he is the, the absolute master of bad things happening to him. Fights small bad things happen to him, and him changing it up so he nullifies them totally. You know, in all his fights, it nearly happens. You know. It's, someone has a small little bit of success lands one shot or lands a body shot or something and then they don't land it anymore for the rest of the fight because Floyd changes things up you know and against McGregor who has obviously no boxing experience it's going to be very it's just going to be very very tough um Floyd could could end up on one leg like David Hay against Bellew or something pull pull a hamstring or calf or a knee or something then it might get very very interesting yeah that would be that would be fun um Look, I suppose coming into this, there was a lot of stuff talked about it. I know we didn't. I think at one stage we were. I was like forty percent that it might happen, and you were like fifteen percent or something, and then it like crept up and up and up and didn't happen. There's a lot of criticism, I think, of like some media members and different things about like saying this fight wouldn't happen, and like this this is something that gets thrown at the media an awful lot. I think um, you have to report what's factual at the time you know i i could say uh conor mcgregor's not going to fight manny pacquiao no but maybe he beats five mayweather and then he's fighting manny pacquiao you know that's (laughs) that's a possibility but at this moment it's not real you know and i like i don't think you can criticize someone for what they thought like me saying i think it's what 30 percent, 40 percent, whatever of happening and didn't actually happening like you know these things can happen these things happen in mma and in boxing as well Uh, i i just think throwing that in people's faces is a bit weird it's like throwing picks in their faces like you know i I make picks every week but you like i picked nate diaz to beat mcgregor and a year and a half later there's people people still like crying over like i get like five picks wrong every week why you're not crying over them you know it's a bit weird the way people uh pick on things do you agree with that or do you think like people should just shut up and if they do you're probably telling yourself to shut up as well because you talked about it um yeah i wouldn't really be worried about people are just going to give out people are looking for things to be outraged about in in this current pc world we live in people are trying to get offended they're waiting to get offended for themselves and for other people that they have nothing to do with and it's just a a, a victim culture yeah what about then the actual coverage coming up there because I i see a lot of people already you know, as I said there about Ariel talking about you either defend it or you poo-poo it. I see a lot of people getting on the defense side and I see a lot of people getting on the poo-poo side. Like, 
that's that's going to be a big thing you like and it, it actually before the, it even happened it's been happening like we were we spoke about this after it was resolved and we spoke about it before we even spoke about it in this podcast we like we haven't covered it this has been the biggest sport the biggest um the biggest thing in combat sports for maybe the last six or seven months and we've only talked about it on the podcast maybe like three or four times like I think uh, you know the people who are going to be careful about it, and those are the people who you want to listen to about this. I think, like, cover cover no, it. No man, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless is he? <laughs> He's got the hot takes, steaming uh, hot, burnt takes. Uh, there's even people in MMA doing it. I, like I've seen them already. You know, it's it's just I, I bet you. You know, McGregor's going to knock him out or whatever. Fair, like, fair enough. You if you think that, but. Like you should be saying, I don't know what's going to happen. I think Floyd's probably going to win, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. It's, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very, very weird fight because, like, it's, it's this team versus team mentality as well. You know, it's the MMA team against the the boxing team, but I think, uh, you know, the MMA team isn't really on the whole wagon. They're like, yeah, yeah, I hope he wins, but I don't like. I, I think the boxing people probably, well, maybe not the boxing people, but maybe the people who like boxing and MMA probably hope McGregor wins as well because you know, uh, Mayweather's uh, past indiscretions and everything like that. But I don't think the boxing guys. I think the boxing guys will be behind Floyd by the time. Yeah, they happens. will. Yeah, I agree. I hundred percent. But like, I think the people who like MMA and uh, boxing will be behind McGregor, but with the realization that he probably won't win. Like. Yeah, well, people like the bizarre, crazy upsets, and and like if if, if a guy going for like the the he basically if Floyd gets a fifty and zero, that's the best record in the history of boxing, isn't it? it um, I'm not sure. I think there I might think be Rocky a couple. Marciano was forty nine and zero, about forty nine and zero, and like it, it, like people like mad, crazy things happening, and they like being involved in them or even watching them. And this is even even if it just goes and Floyd wins every round or TKO's Connor in whatever round. Um, it's still a bizarre, mad kind of occasion that people want to be a part of, I think, and want, want to be tuned in and just because just cause how crazy it is. And I think um, people like a bit of chaos, so they would like to see Connor win. And I think the people who aren't big boxing fans maybe don't like Floyd because of his past transgressions and mm-hmm. and all that. So um, that's another, another part of for them to want Connor to win, but yeah. um yeah, people are interested and people like you know for the last six months or whatever, like you probably get it as well. Wherever you go, people constantly talking to you about yeah. Connor and Floyd or is it happening or what's going to happen, and people want to see it. Like the casuals, like maybe some of the hardcore fans from both sports are, are a bit like, what the fuck is this? But the general public really wants, really is interested and it wants to see this happen. So money talks <laughs> i agree yeah like my, my kind of whole stance on it is right we, you can look at it two ways you can look at it as a pure sporting thing which i don't like and i have no i have you know it's not just this fight every fight in mma especially for the last few years it's always been my thinking this is entertainment and sport you know if you just call this pure sport you're you're gonna get you know you're gonna be negative all the time and it's just not gonna work because it's simply not this is prize fighting whether it's boxing or mma you know you fight to get the most money you know this is not just a regular job this is you know i'm sure if man united liverpool could play every week it'd be great you know they'd make more money out of it at the gate you know they'd make more than sponsors and everything but that's not the way it is you know that's more of a sporting thing this is you know 
two times a year or whatever with this one once in a lifetime like we've never seen anything like this before hardly with with such money and such you know uh two big ones from from different parts of the world coming together but I think you need to look at this fight, that fight, that way, because that's what it is. It's entertainment. This is this is an event more than anything. This is you know most fights, McGregor against uh, Alvarez, McGregor against say RDA when he was supposed to fight him, McGregor against Aldo, Mayweather against Manny Pacquiao. Most of them, they're like. 50-50 more even towards the sport, maybe 75% sport. This is probably the other way. This is 75% entertainment, 25% sport. McGregor will go in there. He will try to knock him out. McGregor Mayweather will try not to get hit, and he'll try to pick off McGregor. That, that's what's going to happen. But the biggest part of this is money. The biggest part of this is people paying uh, 15 grand for a, a you know a nosebleed seat this is people Mayweather taking 90% of when you buy a Moro outside in the thing you know that's what this is yeah um people aren't tuning in because they think this is going to be the, the best back and forth bout of all time they're they, they're just tuning in because it's it's crazy and it's it's going to be entertaining and all the build-up is gonna it's gonna grab some people who who currently probably probably grab some people who currently aren't aren't that interested they'll, they'll be playing it on sports center fox news sky sports news for for the next eight weeks in the build-up to it and it'll it'll grab people's attention and they'll tune in and they'll buy the, they'll they'll buy they'll buy the pay per view, just be just just because it's it's crazy like it's 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 a crazy moment like this hasn't happened before like boxers have come over to MMA before and um it's been it's been big but I think this is going to be even bigger because uh, obviously the 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 major sports networks and major networks. Uh, obviously see boxing as a much more legitimate sport uh, than than MMA they don't really cover MMA properly but they will they will cover this properly yeah. i agree right we're going to park it there but before we do two early predictions at this point right will mcgregor ever fight in mma again or boxing will ever have a, a bout or a fight again after mcgregor against mayweather <sighs> um yeah I think you won't. How does the fight end? Round, method, who wins? Mm. We're on, what are we now? The 20, you know, the 18th of the 6th, 2017. Graham, call it. Uh, Floyd by ridiculously boring decision. I think Floyd round five TKO. That's what I think. Boom! Put that in your diaries. Keep it. Let's see. Let's see who's right. In it's, we don't have long to go. Actually, what it's eight a, weeks. <laughs> August, Jesus, it's nothing. That's that's good. This has really been the perfect scenario, isn't it? You know, and I, I'd say uh, Triple G and and Canelo are fucking kicking themselves now after uh, picking that date, and this is going to be. Well, what, Dela shouldn't have been coming out at all, giving it mm. the big Billy Big Balls. He screwed himself. <laughs> He kind of did, all right. They're like, fuck you, fuck you then, Oscar. If you want to be a prick, we'll be a prick. <laughs> and like Oscar had been like playing it up a few weeks before that as well, hadn't he? That was, yeah, that was a bit of, like the boxing, the boxing, uh, the sweet science loving people are going to be coming out big style now, I think. Talking about this, like Guillermo Rigondeau was fighting last night and they hate him it, just because he's boring and because he's he doesn't get hit and because he hits people, uh, you know, and stays away and they hate that. Well, you're talking about the sweet science, you know, this is hit and done. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're acting all high and mighty. Oh, our sport can't be brought into that. Well, you're bringing your fucking sport into that because you're seeing someone who's doing things perfectly and you hate him. 
So yeah, the, the best want... part about the, the, the about being announced is is just the end of of all the speculation yeah. and bullshit reports exactly. and all this crap that was going on for the last six odd months or even longer. Mm-hmm. If you want entertainment, you just got it. It's gonna be fun. I can't wait for the press conferences. They have to come to Ireland. Like I might, I might get my immunizations and go up to Dublin even for that. You know. Right. Let's get on to get so off. So, the, so you're you're pro, you're pro shots, are you? You're pro, pro vaccines. Pro <laughs> <laughs> Tower seven. I'm I'm pro Tower seven. That's what I am. We we uh. We, how many vaccines? Like vaccines aren't a thing in Ireland because you only get like three, don't you? Yeah, they they give you them for uh, mumps and measles and something else, and I, I got the mumps anyway, so I don't know what they gave me. Yeah, I actually got um, I got uh, what's that disease called? Oh, meningitis after i got my my measles uh in thing i don't know if it would cause it now please don't quote me on that but soon after i got the thing i got sick from it and then i got meningitis when i was young when i was i don't remember obviously like i was only what like 18 months or something i don't know what age you get them but yeah, hashtag flatter flatter <laughs> people are gonna be saying that. just tweet out the podcast right tweet a link to the podcast this week on the podcast sean graham <laughs> discuss how you get meningitis from vaccines but in in america i don't get like 20 vaccines or something when they're young that that's i don't know i know nothing about please don't i know nothing about yeah, we better get, we, we yeah. we're well, educated this. on this speaking of vaccines i, I don't know where i'm going to move this to um king mo king mo got a vaccine for his thing isn't he? he's not in the car you need you need a vaccine to go to singapore <laughs> you probably do but we're we're not going to singapore we're going to new york next for the biggest card of next week, undoubtedly, it's Bellator 180 slash NYC as the second ever Bellator pay-per-view card goes down. And it's a fun one. I'm looking forward to this. It's not a bad card. Um, Ireland's own James Gallagher is obviously on the card against Shinzo Machida. Uh, you've Heather Hardy, who's a professional boxing champion, is, is fighting in the women's flyweight division. She's making her debut here. And Pico as well is making his debut. Glittering... Um, professional not professional amateur wrestling career and uh, apparently golden globes boxers well according to me which i could have made up when i was talking to you the other day but i think that's (laughs) (laughs) douglas lima as well for the welterweight championship michael against uh lorenz larkin michael chandler against brett primus fed ermin and inkle against matt mitrion in the common event and chael sand against vanderle silva in the main event right phil davis and bader on that card as well yeah phil davis and bader yeah is that that's for the championship as well yeah that's on the uh, bellator 180 prelim main event isn't it yeah yeah so just before we get all the questions tweeted at us, we have asked Bellator, what's the crack with this? Is it on TV? Is it on pay-per-view? Can we buy it? Can we see it? They said, you tell them exactly what they said, Graham. Let me, you were talking about. Let me pull the, the message up. It's, okay. It just said basically that we're, they're working on it. And uh, yeah, basically they're working on it. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, see. we'll tweet out and Facebook out when, when we... Uh, yeah. When we know for sure deals there's, are being worked on, apparently. So we don't know, so there's no point asking us. Okay, yeah. I'm actually getting Sean if you want. <laughs> don't ask me. I'm getting Sky Q next week, so I don't think I'll be able to even get um, Bellator or uh, sorry, Spike TV UK anymore. So that's going to be yeah, uh, that's going to be a problem. But anyway, uh, I suppose we talk about James Gallagher first. You you went out to SVG the other day. You were talking to James Gallagher. How's he looking? Is he looking in good shape? Was he sounding good? Yeah, yeah, he he seemed confident. He was heading off the the next morning um, after I was up in the gym, so uh, he wasn't he wasn't doing anything too strenuous when he was in the gym. He just a bit of bit of rolling, and uh, yeah, he he seems to be in good shape. Um, he seems confident, and yeah, I, I think uh, 
think it's a very big moment for him. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of fans behind him with it being in New York. And uh, it's the first kind of named test people guy people know. And maybe it's a little bit because it's, his, it's um, Leota Machida's brother, but people do know uh, Chinzo Machida. And it's a, it's a real kind of... Uh, It'll it'll sh- it'll show us where James Gallagher is if he if he goes and just uh, immediately chokes or beats um, Machida, then I think uh, he'll be into a much um, a much uh, higher echelon of of people to select from for his next fight. If if it's a close back and forth fight, maybe maybe they'll slow the roll a bit. But uh, but I, I actually see James uh, getting the getting the submission here. To be honest, I think uh, Chinzo hasn't been fighting all that uh, high level competition really. Um, and uh, he's forty years old as well, and I think I think um, he's obviously very very good on the feet, uh, karate wise. But uh, he's he's no mug in jiu-jitsu, But I think James is is on a different level on the ground. You can't karate your way out of a rear naked choke. <laughs> that was that was the best quote. That was a fucking tremendous quote. But yeah, I, I, like I I tend to agree with you. Like the one good thing about Bellator, and uh, I was criticised for this a little bit when James Gallagher signed, is that you can work your way up and work your way up in a means that you can get a little bit easier matchups, you know, and he's, he's got them so far. You know, Anthony Taylor was, was a good prospect as well, I suppose. And uh, he's lost it against Instap, but that was a good little step up from his, you know, from his first couple of fights. Now he's getting a little bit step up again, a, st- a little bit of a step up again, but it's not huge. I think Chinzo Machida is a good name. He's a good fighter as well, but I, I, I fancy James Garner in this, um, you know, I, I think if it stays on the feet, if Chinzo can stop the takedown, it's going to be an interesting fight because James has been improving his hands all the time. You know, he's not the most athletically gifted guy, I think, on the on the feet, not the not the quickest, not the hardest hitting. But I think he's, his technique is improving all the time. He's getting better, uh, you know, all the time. Remember that, that one fight he had as an amateur in Cage Warriors um, against an older kind of chap? He, he looked good in that, but, you know, you saw a lot of mistakes as well in that. Matthew Mullen, was it? Um, possibly, yeah, I think it was, but he was getting caught a little bit in that, you know, he's improved a little bit going for, or sorry, a lot since that going forward, you saw, especially in his last couple of fights where he was, you know, he was being more selective with his shots, defending a little bit better. And as you, as you said, you know, they are, uh, as we were talking about there, maybe the, the competition wasn't as great there and Chinzo will be another step up. But I think his game is where it needs to step up at this stage. You know, he was he was kind of working things out against those lads because he knew he could. Now he'll have to work things out because he'll have to in, in this fight, possibly, if it stays on the feet. Obviously, if he takes it to the ground, I think, you know, I think James is a very, very good uh, fighter on the ground. I remember myself and PC talking about him, I think, on one of the podcasts uh, maybe a year ago or so, talking about, you know, people. a lot of people compare him to McGregor and obviously because of you know his demeanor and the way he talks and stuff but as a fighter uh he's he's definitely more of a gunner nelson type i think gets you to the ground you know very very strong top game good at taking the back good at choking lads out yeah you know, he, go, he goes for like finishes that. when he get when he gets it to the ground he, he's not happy he's, he's not content to stay in in half half guard or in side control and land shots he's always trying to trying to work for a choke or work for a submission um I, th- I think um, I think Machida will probably be the slightly bigger guy. I think James is sli- slightly uh, undersized featherweight. I think he m- kind of hinted maybe that he might go to the bantamweight at some stage, but uh, I don't I don't see it being a being a problem in 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 this fight. But maybe as he goes higher and higher in the in the division, he he might run into to problems with with, with the size 
size difference. It might be another obstacle to to overcome in the fight, but for this for this Machinto Machida fight, I'd, I'd say James will be able to get it to the ground, and I say that will be that will be his game plan. And um, I think once he does, he'll probably he'll probably get a choke. It's an important time as well, I think, for him to kind of emerge from the the whole McGregor shadow, maybe. Even even though obviously McGregor's probably never been as big as he was now, but still, like James has gone in there and he's doing his own thing. You know, McGregor's off boxing and stuff, and may, James Gallagher is is playing his way through. You know, the MMA uh, or sorry, the Bellator MMA um, featherweight division here at the moment. I, like I think that's a good thing. You know, obviously young lad, only twenty one or, or something like that. Grown up all the time. You know, we spoke about it before that obviously when you you know we've we've known James since he was what 17 18 and stuff uh, as an amateur in the country and even before that you probably you know uh, and it's it, like it that interview I think every interview he does we see him like a little bit more mature you know and a little bit you know even the the AJ McKee question you asked him he's like I don't care about AJ McKee I'm, I'm concentrating on this fight whereas maybe a while back you wouldn't have said something like that you know I think he's maturing a little bit all the time and, and you know that's good to see if he brings that into his fighting as well and he's improving all the time you know we saw the little clip you had there it's on our instagram page as well of, of john cavanagh giving him a send off and you know talking about him having a good camp and, and everything like that and all those pieces are, are kind of coming together now for james Gallagher. and a big win here you know could mean a lot for him over the next uh, year 18 months as well yeah and he's been in some some high pressure situations he's been in big big fights in in dublin and in belfast and he even as an amateur he he was a load of uh hype and interest behind him even when he was 15 and in the amateur scene so he's he's, he's had the pressure on him for for a while and he's he's become uh he's more confident in, him, in himself obviously he's a young guy we've kind of he's grown up in front of our eyes and you kind of find your feet as you as you as you get older like you, when you're a teenager you, you kind of a lot of people think they know everything but then they kind of maybe they they realize they don't after a while, <laughs> after a while <laughs> don't we all yeah I, I think it is yeah but I, i'm looking forward to that now it should be a good fight if it does stay on the feet as i said very uh very much looking forward to it but i'd be i'd be very surprised if james Gallagher doesn't get a, a takedown at some stage and doesn't get the the finish by uh by rear naked chug yeah you, you fucking pussy you're a, <laughs> you're a fucking pussy aging james Gallagher's great man um yes next we're going to talk about phil davis against ryan Bader. obviously this is it is a rematch, isn't it? They've, they have fought. Uh, they have fought once before, obviously in the UFC to to uh, pass UFC top rated fighters. Um, Phil Davis won won that time by a split decision and close fight. Uh, UFC on Fox Gustafson against Johnson not too long ago, two years ago. Um, I suppose since then that was his last fight in uh, in. Sorry, Ryan Bader won that fight. Sorry, uh, Phil Davis. That was his last fight in the UFC before going to Bellator. Four and zero in Bellator now. This is obviously Ryan Bader's uh, debut after a good last couple of years in the UFC. Uh, do you think Bader will take it again? His losses, Bader's losses, have really recently barred Tito Ortiz, which was which was a big upset. Uh, he's only lost the, the really top guys, and obviously Tito was a top guy years ago, but not when he not when he got the the guillotine on on Bader. But since then, it's been. Um, a loss to Anthony Johnson and a loss to Glover Teixeira. So these are these are high level guys. Um, I think I think Phil Davis looked very good since he's gone to to Bellator. But for Fra- Francis Carmont, uh, the Lee McGeary win looked looked better at the time, really maybe than it looks now after McGeary lost lost another one. So um, it, it'll probably be another really close twenty nine twenty eight either way, or a split decision, or some some very close, but. Uh, 
I see Vader winning. I think I think Phil Davis reacts badly to getting hit. Um, when he gets hit, he kind of shows that he's been hit more than more than a lot of fighters, and uh, that doesn't score well in the, in the judges' eyes or in the, the the public watching on. So I think I think I'd probably if I had a if I had a bet if I had to bet on one of them, I'd probably bet on on Vader. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if 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 it goes the other way. But I see it being very close. I don't see uh, I don't see a finish either way really. I could see Peter finishing him possibly, but yeah, I tend to agree with you. It would probably be a decision. I've always been a big fan of, of Ryan Bader's style, you know, just the ultimate kind of wrestle boxer, you know, hard knockout power, good, very, very strong wrestling, will hold you up against the fence and take you down there, will take you down and, you know, in open water, um, you know, eight, eight wins by knockout, four by submission, ten by decision, you know, a bit. Of, he's just a bit of everything. Like, Phil Davis is one of those guys, if he turns up and he fights to a game plan, he can be one of the very, very best fighters in the world. You know, he's he's really good at doing that. We saw it against, you know, the likes of Glover to share you know, Leona Machida in a fight, which he probably shouldn't have won, but it was another close one, which he which he did win. You know, we we've seen him doing it so many times, and he could definitely do it again. But I I, I tend to go with you as well. I think Bader might, especially with the new new scoring system, which I believe is going to be in play. Actually, in New York, is it? I'm not sure. But anyway, like I think Bader hits. He definitely hits harder. That means more now in these days in the scoring systems. I'm, I think it's going to be hard for Davis to take him down. Bader has fought a lot of long lads as well, even like his last fight. And Nogueira is not what he used to be, but he's a long guy. You know, or, um, yeah, Nogueira is a long guy. You know, he's fought Ovan St. Preux, Feijão, another long guy. You know, Anthony Perosh, Vladimir Machachenko, Glover Teixeira, Lyoto, all, you know, kind of long, long enough guys. He's plenty of experience. He's fought fought uh, Phil Davis before, and I think he's going to be able to get inside Lando shots. Maybe maybe not get that many takedowns, but maybe get one or two. It'll be enough to uh, to take it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let, let's move on to the to the main card. Uh, Aaron Pico. I suppose we don't know too much about him. You know, I suppose he, he's a big a big thing from a lot of our American colleagues talking about him. Obviously, um, a rich history in. in uh, in wrestling, is which where most people know him by. He was, um, um, you know, Olympic people talking about him going to the Olympics and stuff. I'm not, I'm, I don't think he's he's gone there yet, but it, it, it was uh, he's still only what 19, 20, something like that. Oh no, yeah, 20, yeah, coming in here with a you know, boxing experience, wrestling experience. Is it got is are people expecting too much from him too young? Um, he's even. He, he uh, Bellator must be pretty confident, and they put him in against an eight and two, like a guy with a good bit of experience in MMA. So you, they would have been forgiven for putting him in there with somebody with three, two or three fights. Like, um, mm -hmm. so they're obviously confident in his ability, but uh, a lot of people were. I haven't seen that much of Pico, but people were talking that he's maybe a natural featherweight, and that he may end up there sooner rather than later. Um, so so maybe. It's it's really hard to know. It's really hard to know with him. Um, but I, I expect him to win here just because Bellator see him as a as a big prospect, and I think they probably would have chosen a fight that they think he'll win. Yeah, Junior. I was just looking up there. Junior Golden Gloves champion from a few years ago. You know, it's, if he can put both those things together, it could be good. But you you never know. You know, we've seen a lot of really really good really good wrestlers come into MMA and just not being able to handle it. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Douglas Nima against Lorenz Larkin. I, I've got Lorenz Larkin in that. I, I'm yeah. a big fan of uh, a big fan of Douglas Nima, but I think maybe the leg kicks of Larkin. He's you know his backward movement, good fighting off the back foot, very very good defensively, good takedowns as well. I think could be enough to beat Nima. Yeah, I'd, I, I'd go with Larkin here, but Larkin would worry you a bit. Sometimes he comes out and does a lot of nothing. He, 
he's very passive sometimes, but uh, I think I think um, I think he should win this one. He's 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 been before he uh, he left the UFC and signed to Bellator. He was he was uh, probably fighting the best he, he he'd ever fought. Mm-hmm. He was at the the peak of his powers, and uh, as long as he's as taken it as seriously as he was, and he doesn't just go out there and stand around like he did uh, did in the the early stages of his UFC career. I see him I see him getting a. Uh, Getting the win here, maybe a dominant decision or a, a TKO. Yeah, I agree. Do you know anything about Bryn Primus? Um, no, not really. Me neither. Michael Chandler will probably win that. I actually watched Mike, myself and Patrick watch Michael Chandler against Eddie Alvarez one the other day. What a fucking fight that was! Unbelievable fight. So yeah, Michael Chandler he re- he rarely uh, lays an egg. You know, I'd, I I reckon that'll be good for ho- however long it lasts. Let's see what Primus is made of. Um, Did you see James Gallagher's comments about uh, about I, Chandler? I did. Go on, reiterate. What did he uh, say? Uh, Chandler had a go at, at James, and um, James replied saying, um, "Jesus doesn't doesn't approve of all your steroids," or something <laughs> something along those lines. <laughs> I think yeah. uh, he's he's a big Jesus guy, uh, like a lot of MMA guys are, and uh, James is a prodding at him. I think uh, I, I don't I don't see that, that that fight happening anytime soon, but. Uh, it's it's always good to have the champions of the the long established champions of the of the promotion when uh, mentioning your name and talking about you when uh, when you're an up and coming guy like James is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was. <laughs> he certainly knows how to to get people talking, doesn't he, old James? But yeah, that was uh, that was good. Right, Fedor against Matt Mitrion. How do you see that one? Uh, well, um. Oh, yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard. I I don't think it is hard, really. Um, like Matt Matrione is known to make really stupid mistakes, and and if he does that, I think Fedor can take advantage of him. But if he plays it smart, uh, he can probably beat up Fedor, which which nobody really wants to see. You don't you don't like these these legends fighting on too long. And I know Fedor isn't exactly mid forties or isn't like Dan Henderson or, or Randy Couture, but he's been around for so long and. He looked absolutely horrendous against Fabio Maldonado. Um, when he, um, yeah, um, I, 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 Matt, Matt, Matt should win, but yeah. I have a sneaking some suspicion that Fedor will win. I think Matt Mitrione will make a stupid mistake and get hit with a big overhand right or something like that. Maybe, yeah. He could, but I'd be surprised. Yeah, he did it against Ryan Nelson, I suppose. And, you know, he's winning the fight and got absolutely, you know, concussed, knocked out with a with a big uh, uppercut, I believe it was in that one. Could, could see that happen. I'd be surprised if he did. I think Mitrion is improving. I think he's, you know, he's an athletic guy, powerful guy. We we saw in his first Bellator fight, though, against some, some fucking weightlifter dude. Remember, he got, nearly got knocked out in that. So I, yeah, I suppose it is possible, but yeah. I think he'd if probably... If he ends up on the ground as well, Fedor might have a, might be able to pull out a, an armbar or something like that, but... It, it's, um, I think I think Mamadrion should win if he fights if he fights smart, uh, judging off the the Fedor versus Fabio Maldonado performance, he mm-hmm. he should be he should be all right and he should be able to to, to win. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with that. Uh, I like. I think there's a lot of talk about pe- people saying um, people saying you should be telling guys to retire and stuff. I, I've never been. I've never been on for that. Look, I, I don't think Fedor should be fighting. Like after that, that Fabio Maldonado fight where 
you know, he got absolutely destroyed, nearly knocked out about three times against a light heavyweight, you know, who was never really that good. You know, Fabio, a good fighter, like, but not Fedor Menelinko, Goat class, you know, maybe that's ring rust or something like that. Although he had a fight before that as well against Jai Deep Singh, I believe. But <laughs> well, yeah. I find this very. You never know. Maybe maybe it was a bad day at the office for Fedor against Maldonado. Maybe he had some kind of injury. Maybe he just got caught early and couldn't recover. You never know what what, what exactly happened there, but it it didn't look good. And nobody likes to see former dominant guys who guys who went ten years undefeated just just getting hammered by by uh, guys out of their division who are, who've been cuffing the UFC. And uh, I think the Maldonado fight. Took a lot of the people you used to get very excited about Fedor, Fedor fights, but there doesn't seem to be all that much excitement around this Mamatrion one. I think that's because of the, the performance uh, against Maldonado. Yeah, I agree. Right, main event: Chelsanen against Vanderlei Silva. I suppose this one, what Chelsanen is going to show up, I suppose, you know, is. <sighs> Which tells on, I suppose it's open. You can talk about it. what's the drug testing, you know, like I presume apparently they're, just... they're both apparently they're both getting full full drug tests. Oh, are they? All right. Well that that could be uh yeah. yeah, but it's not the USADA testing, like it's it's you know, the one you sign up for yourself that they used to have a couple of I think BJ Pin did it with Rory McDonald, didn't he before in the UFC? You know, it's a one like that, which I suppose is, is better than what they usually have. So, you know, that's one thing. Another thing is, you know, Chael Sonnen apparently for the last Tito Ortiz fight only prepared like four or five weeks or something like that, uh, which was not obviously not enough to, to come in against someone like Tito, who's obviously not what he used to be, but still a lot Tito bigger than him as well, though. Yeah, a lot bigger Tito. than him, but a, a guy who always put in mammoth work, you know, to get ready, degrading his body even to do it. Who's believable shape, a huge guy, you know, st still, you know. A lot of shit talks talked about Tito, but he's still, you know, a guy who who always uh, gives it his best and who's still good. But this one against Van der Silva, I suppose the same questions can be asked. Like Chael, I think it would be better prepared for this one than he was for that. Obviously, it's uh, quite a few months again since that fight. Van der Silva hasn't fought in in an age. You know, he was banned for life there at one stage, <laughs> only to, only to come back. Um, you know, he hasn't fought since he fought Brian Stan in 2012. Four and a half years ago, nearly Jesus. four years, just over four years ago. I so didn't, I didn't think it was that long. My God. Yeah, um, it's a Chael didn't look great. He looked, he didn't look great against uh, Tito. He went for guillotine, didn't get it, and just basically it was all downhill from there. Um, maybe he, maybe he thought it was going to be a little bit easier than than it was. Uh, he thought he might be able to. To dominate Tito, uh, and it definitely didn't turn out like that. But I think Wanderlei has been out for so long, and if if Chael just just is wrestle heavy, he should be able to he should be able to win this. I think uh, a four year layoff is isn't no joke in MMA, especially when you're you're an, an old shop worn guy who's been in thousands of gym wars along the way in Brazil over the years as well. Um, I'd have to go with Chael in this one to be honest. Yeah, Chael has never been a lad too, really, who... He, he's a guy who either gets overwhelmed and TKO'd or submitted, you know, if he gets to the ground, gets in a triangle or something, he's done for. But he's never been a guy that, you know... Has he ever been knocked out clean? You know, not, not in his UFC. Like, look at his his losses. Damian Maya was uh, submission. Anderson Silva uh, submission. Anderson Silva TKO. That was he was kind of on the ground. Took that. Remember that knee to the chest and got TKO. John Jones. Well, that, you can take John Jones out of it, but he TKO'd him as well. Rashad Evans was uh, Evans was the same. He TKO'd him uh, against Vince after he took him down. And Tito obviously um, choked him. Like he he's not. 
like is Vanderlei going to TKO him? Is he going to take him down, put him against the fence, TKO him? Like Vanderlei Silva, usually when he wins, he, he'd knock a guy out, you know, especially in these old days back in Pride. You know, as you say, what is it, three and a half years out of the cage? Is he going to still have that that power to knock Chills on and out? A guy who, you know, who doesn't get knocked out that often like that? I, I'm not sure he does. I think early on, one lay will definitely be be dangerous, but I think um, Chael can negate a lot of that if he gets a takedown and and makes one lay work and use up a lot of his energy in the first round, and then it'll be it'll be a much easier for for Chael to to get future takedowns. And you would never rule out one lay. He does throw with reckless abandon. He has big knees, big big punches, big elbows. He throws he throws with mean intent, but. If 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 Chael is it has a good game plan here and is able to secure the takedown early, which I, I think he should be able to, he's 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 uh, relentless with his wrestling, and uh, I think I think that will that will win him the fight. Yeah, it may I, be an ugly fight though. Uh, I was I was leaning Chael there, but I actually haven't a clue. I think I don't know who's going to win this one. I just don't know. Four years I, out is just a lot of time yeah, out. I think. But Chael is like a fellow who just doesn't give a shit anymore. Maybe off the drugs as well. Like he was taking every sort of concoction. He admitted it himself. Like it's not me saying it. Yeah, it's just, that's going to be tough as well. But yeah, sure. Wanderlei was uh, he was clean as a whistle. Yeah, that man, that man never dodged a drug test or anything. Never Jose Aldo did it. You know, that's fair play to him. Thirteen seconds. Uh, yeah, you're going for Chael. I'm going for. Um, I'll take Wanderlei. So it's cooler. There you go. <laughs> I, I like Chael though. I'm a big fan of Chael. You know, he's good crack. Um, hopefully there'll be a, a press conference that there was supposed to be one last week and Vanderlei never bothered showing up for it or he's sick or something. So hopefully hopefully that'll happen and it'll be a good, good bit of crack. But um yeah, he said before... he didn't turn up because he didn't want the cyborg Magania incident to happen all over again, basically. Yeah. But he was gonna I don't know, it didn't seem like a very valid excuse, but uh hopefully hopefully he's there on fight night. <laughs> Uh, before we get away from Bellator, um, this week they've announced that they have signed Mike Goldberg and Mauro Ranallo to commentate. Well, apparently Goldie's going to be commentating with Jimmy Smith and Mauro is going to be maybe on a desk or something like that. I'm not 100% sure. Is that what you heard as well? Um, I'm not sure. I, I think I, th- I heard they were going to alternate, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I just heard on Luke Thomas say that on, on his live chat. What would that prick now? <laughs> That could be true. I think they they should put Morrow in as the main guy, and uh, uh, the Goldie signing is probably just to to look more like the UFC. So if, if a casual is tuning in, it sounds and it sounds like they're watching the UFC. I don't. Uh, Morrow is a much better signing, I think, really in, in terms of actual good good uh, commentary. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's two good signings to be honest. Uh, if they alternate different events, that that you know that'll be great. Uh, I I like Goldie. I think he he gets a heart wrap. Uh, Morrow's the best in the game for me by by a country mile. He's absolutely brilliant. Jimmy Smith very good as well. Um, I thought Sean Grand. We've spoke about it before. Not good. Um, you know he 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 just tries to be too smart, too funny. You know he's one of those guys that's not really funny, and he tries to be funny, which is never a good thing. Like I think. For some American sports, maybe that have long breaks and stuff, it might be better. But MMA, it's like you're forcing it in, you know. And it, I don't know, it just it never worked um, for me. I think Goldie just calls it down the line. He puts his his flavor onto it, which some people don't like, some people hate. But I I don't mind, and I think a lot of people don't mind as well. Morrow Morrow's funny. He puts the flavor onto it. He calls it straight. He can do it all. I think Morrow's just fantastic all the way around. But definitely a move up for Bellator. Replace that um the the um 
the ring announcer and you have an absolutely brilliant team there that that's the last piece of the puzzle i think and they're gonna have a really good team but yeah. um yeah let's let's go uh, we, we, we let you know anyway follow me follow graham at severe may we let you know if there's any uh update on the television um broadcast and stuff like that when we get it you'll know straight away right um let's move on because we'll be here all night if we don't briefly we're going to look at the back of the singapore card it wasn't a huge card not much happened to it uh ulka sasaki against scott uh justin scoggins on the undercard scoggins came out he looked good um sasaki was able to get the the rear naked show finish a lot of people from me graham afterwards were saying scoggins he could be championship material but he makes these silly mistakes i disagree i, I like scoggins i think he's good i think he's good on the ground i think he's good on the feet and he he could be championship material, but he has to change lots of things. I think he's way too open, especially on the ground. I think he's open on the feet. He's a great kicker, but you see guys who, who are great kickers like Jose Aldo, Conor McGregor, uh, Junior Dos Santos with his leg kicks, Mark Hunt with his leg kicks. They rarely get taken down from the leg kicks, you know. Yeah. Scoggins, every time he looks throws a kick, he looks like he's going to get taken down from it, and that can't keep going on. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to be improving. When he when he first came in, he's he's pretty much the same as he as he is now. And for a young guy, that that's rare enough. Like he, he, when you get um holes in your game exposed, usually they go back tighten them up. And, and the younger you are, the the kind of quicker you can tighten them up. But he just he doesn't seem to be making the strides that people expected. Um, and he'd want to he'd want to start soon because you know you're not getting any younger and more damage every time you you're you're in a fight. You're taking damage. Um. I, I think he's not the, the the prospect that we initially thought he was when he first came into the UFC. Yeah, I think you're right. He could be, but you have to start putting those pieces of the puzzle together, and he's just not doing it for me. I agree. Anything else in the on the undercard that uh, caught your eye? Um, Walt Harris got a good finish there uh, against Sir Lasker after being hurt early. John Tuck got a good finish as well against Takanori Gomi, rear naked choke. Uh, is it time for Gomi to end it? Do you think? I think it probably is. Cinema, cinema yeah, back. I think it is. Japan, yeah. reason maybe. Um, Alex Caceres got a good win. He's had what well. 50, 50 fights. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he looks very shop worn. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Russell Dawn got a good win as well, and uh, uh, Nike. Anyway, a lot of people talking about uh, about that fight. So, um, yeah, good, good uh, young prospect there going forward. The main event then, or the main, sorry, the main card. Uh, Colby Covington against Don Young Kim. I think Colby just laid on top of uh, Don Young for the whole fight. Not a great fight, um, but I think I, as I kind of predicted last week, I thought it, it would go that way. I think uh, you put yeah. the cooler on Dong Hyun Kim, didn't you? I believe. Yeah, I think I, uh, I was surprised that he 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 did use his judo a little bit and yeah. got Covington down, but he seemed to be reluctant to to get on top. Even he, maybe his fear and getting getting reversed. He, but um, yeah, fair play to Covington. His, his pressure wrestling is is very hard to deal with that style when somebody's constantly constantly on top of you, constantly in your face, kind of like um. Kind of like RDA, except maybe even Covington is probably more uh, takedown heavy. Yeah, you're uh, speaking of RDA. You were impressed with him, weren't you, against Safadine? Yeah, well, I thought Safadine didn't fight a, a very smart fight. Um, mm-hmm. He, he clinched a lot, even though he was he was losing the clinch. Uh, he he should have tried to stay at, at at range more with maybe push kicks and more leg kicks, um, maybe a jab. But Ordier did a good job of getting inside and making it making it dirty and, and keeping the pressure on. And uh, every time uh, Safadine clinched, uh, Ordier was able to reverse it and start crack him, um, crack him down by the neck or take him down and just 
nothing, no major, nothing, no, no huge shots, but accumulation of damage uh, at a high high pace was too much for Safadine to do it. Yeah, yeah, I think to agree. Like, I think, I, like, I thought Safadine would win this because I thought he'd fight the way he normally fights, and I thought that would have been enough against uh, Dasanias. Game planning has never been a huge thing for him. Like, I thought if he just fought long, kicked the leg, you know, through, through his combinations, be very defensive, I thought he'd win it. But as you said, you know, almost no leg kicks. The, the clinch, he just kept losing and kept going to it. Um, Dasanias, I think he worked the body well. He, he threw a few leg kicks of his own. You know, I think he might have hurt his left hand, actually. He was having good success with the left hand early. And uh, I thought it would have opened up the high right high kick for him. But he kind of stopped throwing it, maybe. Uh, I don't know if he hurt it or it was just something he saw. But, yeah, I think Dasanias, he, he looked pretty good. And... Um, you know, it was a good uh, three round for him, although it wasn't a great fight. Just like the Covington fight wasn't a great fight, and the Tybor Arlovsky fight as well wasn't wasn't a great fight. Uh, I think Tybor had a great first round, obviously, nearly finished Arlovsky. Then Arlovsky came back uh, for me, won the second, and then Tybor won the third again by uh, taking him down and, and, um, and laying on top of him. Uh, do you see Tybor as a prospect in this division, or is he just going to be another also round? Uh, I don't. I definitely don't see him as uh, one of the best prospects, like like in, in Ghana or anything like that. But um, he's sixteen and two. Like you know, he's got a good record. Uh, uh, he never fought anybody at the level of of Andrei Arlovsky in in such a big spot, uh, such a big pressure spot. So um, it's hard to know what him really. You know, he he has a loss to Timothy Johnson uh, just over a year ago. Timothy Johnson, like he's a tough guy, he's he's he hits hard and stuff, but he's not exactly elite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his, I think his other loss was an injury, so you kind of take that one out of there. But uh, he has a lot to prove. Like it, it was, it was, it was a good win and a, and a step up uh, for. He nearly finished him, as you said. He he showed a bit of bit of ground game. He showed a good mount. Um, but no, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be pushing him too too quickly towards the upper echelon of the division. Yeah, I tend to agree. Arlovsky as well. I think that's probably it for him now in the UFC. You know, he had a good, uh, he had a good comeback in his career after uh, you know a lot of knockouts in probably like the the autumn of his career. But now I think uh, he's well and truly into the into the wet winter. He's what one, two, three, four, five losses in a row since losing to Sipa at UFC one ninety five. Um, yeah, you know it's it's he might get another chance because the UFC you know he's a name and the UFC needs heavyweights. A former but, champion, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's gonna be tough, you know. Um, he took a lot of damage here again in that fight. You know, Francie absolutely destroyed him. You know, mm. he's probably on some decent Parker money, and is yeah. and is he really drawing anymore? Was anybody talking about Arlovsky before this this uh, Singapore card? Not really. Yeah, it depends yeah. on maybe he still has fights on his deal, but um, if he doesn't, I, I can't see them being in a rush to, to sign him up and. Uh, there's not there's not many many top guys that you'd fancy him. You pick him to pick him to beat. So uh, maybe he's better off going to to Bellator. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, then the main event. Um, there isn't really much to talk about in this one either. It was two boring, awful rounds of, of fighting. It was very Holly Holm though. The whole thing it wasn't was it? Holly Holm. You know, I think I said it before the fight. If Betch comes in and uh, goes head first in, she'll probably get knocked out and hurt. But if she doesn't, it'll be extremely, extremely boring. And that's exactly how it played out in both counts. Extremely <laughs> boring because she didn't come in for the first. And then she got her head absolutely kicked off in the end with a, a beautiful Brazilian kick or a question mark kick, depending on the, which side of the argument you, uh, you stand on. But uh, I thought it was... 
I thought it was a beautiful finish from Molly Holm. You know, she can be very frustrating because of the game plan she plays, but you, I find it hard to criticize her because she's sticking to a game plan and because she's fighting smart. You know, it's, it's not always going to work, but when it does, you know, it, it works very well. Yeah. Like, just, it works, it worked yeah. well for her against the lower, the lower tier guys. Like, when she was, even when she was, uh, fighting the, the regional, the regional scene, uh, mm-hmm. she used, she used kind of, there was a, there was a lot of, she was in a lot of five round fights and maybe, Four the rounds are really boring, and then uh, she'd frustrate the other girl and end up winning by by left head kick. <laughs> she has a, she, she's known for it. Um, obviously, when 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 people like Ronda rushed at her, it, it played perfectly into her game, and um, uh, it was a vital win for Holly because if she had lost that, I don't know, I don't know where she goes really from there. But um. Not exactly, not exactly the most exciting fight, but most people probably didn't see the broadcast live, and they'll see the finish, and mm-hmm. it, it looks good. Enough. On, it looks good on the on the CV in in that sense. Yeah, I just suppose a bit of analysis on the actual finish. Like, I think, as we know with Holly, she stands on the outside of her jab. Like, she Holly home can throw a full in jab and still miss the target by three feet. You know, that's how big of a range she plays at. But I think. The reason why that leg, why that high kick is such a good weapon for her is because it closes that distance. Imagine like you have your legs standing out in front of you and then you you pivot on that leg and you go forward with the whole lint of your other leg and hit someone in the head. You know, you cover a good five, six feet with that. And still, she can only do that because she fights at such range if her opponent comes in. And that's what Betch got here did. You know, Betch called her in. Holly just said none of it. Actually, what she did, I thought something she did brilliantly. When Betch kind of put her hands up and she said, come on, come on, come in. And then Holly acted like she was coming in. She like threw a, a jab. And then Betch was like, okay, she's she might actually come in now. So Betch decided to come in herself. And when Holly saw her Betch taking one step, then she unleashed the leg. And as Betch took her second step, she was in the perfect range. And Holly caught her with that Brazilian kick right in the head and knocked her out. And uh, I, I, like, I went to the ground and Betch was like, trying to call a timeout, she completely got knocked out of her senses, and Holly absolutely decimated her with a left hand on the ground. She won't be eating apples for another while. <laughs> she won't be eating apples. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, I don't think she even tried to call a timeout. I think she was just out of it, and her, mm-hmm. her hand just went up in the air randomly. Um, uh, yeah, and the, the kind of the ground and pound shot that put her away was, was very nice from, from Holly. It's always nice when somebody, somebody has somebody rock, and they're kind of composed. They step in and choose the, the right shot to finish it. It's uh, it's nice to watch, um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's another another not too exciting performance from Holly Holm. But as I say, you know, most people will just remember the knockout, and um, she, her her manager was coming out afterwards calling for a title shot at one forty five or one thirty five. But I think uh, I think you might want to win one or two more at, at least before before that will happen. Yeah, I agree. I agree definitely to that one. Right, let's get to. UFC OKC, which is happening uh, next weekend as well. Obviously, this is going to be on Saturday night after the Bellator event on Friday night. Um, we got just to run through this quickly because obviously we're we're a bit stuck for time here. Um, the main event: Michael Chiesa against Kevin Lee. I, I see this one as very even on the feet and very even on the ground. To be honest, I think Chiesa has uh, an advantage with the wrestling, but I think Chiesa has an advantage with the submissions and the jujitsu in general. If it goes to the ground. Lee will probably win large stages of it, but all Kiesa needs is one go. You know, all he needs to get is to get around that neck once and it's over. Uh, you know, on the field, I think Lee has a little bit more power. Kiesa probably has the range, better use of range, and has the, the length as well on, on Lee. Uh, 
you know, I think it's a very, very, very close fight. I could see it going all five rounds. Um, I, I'm not the biggest believer in Kevin Lee, to be honest. I think he's a good fighter everywhere, but I, I'm not sure he's going to be able to lay on top of Chiesa like he does a lot of other guys, which is always the, fine, the foundation for his wins, or usually anyway the foundation for his wins. Would you agree with or would you see it differently? Yeah, I think I think Kevin Lee's definitely he, he's uh, he's won a lot of fights by choke, and I think uh, Chiesa's pro- probably has the advantage in the in the choke department, the rear naked choke especially. Um, but if Kevin Lee was to end up on Chiesa's back, I, w- I wouldn't be all that surprised if, if he locked in the rear naked choke. And if 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 Chiesa ends up on Kevin Lee's back, I'd probably expect him to to lock in a rear naked choke. But I'd say on the feet, maybe Kevin Lee might have a bit too much for him. But maybe maybe Kevin Lee hasn't been five rounds. I don't think Chiesa has been either. Maybe I'd say I, I'd probably expect Kevin Lee maybe to get more tired quicker. He kind of mm-hmm. uses a bit more a bit more high energy output. So maybe that could be a factor if the fight goes goes long. He could he could get a little bit tired and maybe the, the back would be open a little bit easier for Chiesa. It's a really it's a really tough one to pick this one. Um, I, I think there's a bit more momentum with, with Kevin Lee. I think he believes in himself a bit more. Maybe that will will come into it as well. Um, uh, it's a really tough one. Um, I probably lean with Kevin Lee, but um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if Kiesa pulls off the the minor upset. Or I don't even know what the odds are, but <laughs> in my mind, uh, Borch against Hendricks. Then I suppose I have to go with Hendricks, but um, it's not very exciting. Um, yeah, um, I think Borch is. I think Borch is plenty past his best. Johnny yeah. Hendricks. He can look. Johnny Hendricks can still look okay at times, but. You, you never know what Johnny Hendricks is going to show up. How I'm, you know? I'm glad he's not at 170 yeah. still. Anyway, he he looked terrible at the, the last few times he made 170. Um, even days before the weigh-in, he was making no sense or making barely making any sense talking at, at press scrums to Ariel Hawani. And I think definitely uh, for for his health and for uh, his durability in 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 fights, I think I think. Um, Middleweight is, is is the is the class for for Johnny Hendricks and against guys like uh, Tim Boach, I think I think he he can he can win. But if you look at the top the top guys in the division are are big and athletic and uh, I, I think they I think I think Johnny Johnny Hendricks going to struggle when he takes the, the the next step up in competition. Yeah, I could Boach has a, a lot of size and uh, advantage in this. Like Johnny Hendricks could be a lightweight. Let's be honest, you know he's just. He's not a big guy at all. Borch is probably probably should be still a light heavyweight, you know. But there's a big size difference there. I'd still probably favor Hendricks. I think it's going to be hard for Borch to get him down. I don't think Borch is the best standing up. I could see Hendricks landing one of those big left hands and maybe rocking him at some stage. But yeah, probably going to be a dogged affair. I could see it being three rounds. Again, another another tough one to call. Like I think if good Johnny Hendricks shows up, I think he'll win. But if bad Johnny Hendricks shows up, I I, I think he'll lose. But um, I. I I'll go with Johnny Hendricks. Uh, what else? Anything else in that? Timmy J. Penn and Dennis Seaver. Yeah. How do you see that one? I think Seaver will win. To be honest, I, I don't know. I, I, how can how can you pick B. J. Penn? He didn't look as terrible in the Ayer Rodriguez fight as he did against Fra- Frankie Edgar, but he still got absolutely decimated and knocked out. Um, you know, it's unlikely Dennis Seaver will do that to him. It'll be a little more even, but B. J. Penn shouldn't be fighting. Let's be honest here. You know, no, I, I actually, I'd actually probably lean with BJ Penn in this one. To be honest, <laughs> Dennis Seaver is is seriously shop worn. He was never that good. I think uh, BJ has a bit of a jab. I think that could, that's going to cause uh, Dennis Seaver trouble. Um, I see, I see it being close enough, but I think BJ Penn might eke out a eke out a win here. Dennis Seaver by spinning back kick. There you go. Well, he landed that against Paul 
Paul, what was it? Who was it? Don't know. He's gonna get since some English guy ten years ago, and they've been showing that clip ever since. I don't think don't think he's landed it ever since. That man chewed up Conor McGregor with leg kicks, nearly killed him. I mean, there was, <laughs> there was a come out of that fight with his life. Let's be honest there. Poor yeah. receiver. Under the receiver, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. It should be cool. We'll, we'll talk more about these fights next week, obviously, after it happened. Uh, Clay Gida against Eric Cook. Uh, Eric Cook is a guy who his chin is always uh, his biggest problem, but I don't think Clay Gida will be able to test that. Might be able to take him down. I, I fancy Eric Cook on that one. Um, yeah. well. Eric Cook, look, when he came into the UFC, he looked like he had a bit of potential and he just, he just kind of didn't go anywhere maybe a little bit like justin goggins he didn't improve like people thought he would improve mm-hmm. and he's had a coke has been injured for for a lot of the time as well and injuries slow you down they 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 take time away from your improvement as well while you're rehabbing you can't be adding new tools to your to your game and stuff so um clay Guida might have some mad game plan where he runs around and outpoints them but i'd have to lean with coke here he used to be friends with john jones wasn't he <laughs> Guida, I mean Guida. He's training Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was high quality comedy there, right there. Uh, <laughs> Carlos Barza against Marina Moroz as well. I'm looking forward to that fight. Uh, Marina obviously came in with a big win against um, against Joanne Calderwood in her debut, and maybe she hasn't as pressed as much since. But you know, Carlos Barza is another one as well who impressed in the early days, but obviously got taken apart yeah. by. Um, by if Carla, if Carla can get the takedown, she'll win easily. But if she can't, she she looks like a duck out of water on, on her feet, especially since the, the Joanna beating she took. Um, I think that that changed her a bit. Um, <laughs> I'd expect Carla to probably eke out decision, getting on top and maybe not looking for the finish, but just happy to land a bit of, bit of ground and pound and ride out the, the, the rounds for decision. Yeah. Yeah, um, right, let's get to the questions. Uh, before we do that, anyone, if anyone wants to sponsor us, anyone knows anyone who might be willing to sponsor us, get on, get in touch, at SeanSheanBA, at SevereMay, SevereMayPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us questions, or, or you can get us at SevereMayPod as well. If you want to send us questions, you can send them at SevereMayPod all week. We'll keep them there. You can um, email them to SevereMayPodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Uh, Mr. Podge, as always, is the first question. Sage Norcott announced last week he's going to move into TriStar. What do you think of that? Or sorry, um, yeah. Alpha Male. Not he was at TriStar. He's going to move into Alpha Male. Um, Alpha Male is a, he. The guys are a bit small for him, but um, I'm glad to see him at a at a, a proper gym. Kind of. I hope he's not under the, his dad isn't in his in in the corner at all times, uh, calling the shots. Because I think um, I think it's better for Sage if if he uh, gets treated just like any other fighter and has to. Has to has to tough out a few situations. I think um, he's been babied a bit, and I think that's that's uh, that's uh, affected uh, affected him in fights. Maybe he's lost fights that he would have won that he would have won or would have been more competitive in if if he had had a, a bit more uh, tough training. Yeah, I think Guida's there. Kawajiri's there. One forty five. You know, there's a couple of guys he's with. Um, but yeah, yeah. He, he just needs to go somewhere and you know and pick somewhere. I think. But uh, yeah, I'd agree with you. Tom McCarthy at eighty four. Tom Tom, free to choose anyone. Who would you have as Bellator ring announcer? Uh, Joe Martinez. Yeah, I agree. Although he's with the UFC, so that mightn't be brilliant. You know, it's it's tough. There aren't that many. Do you know who I don't mind? Andy Friedlander. I think he's all right. He's you know, gotten a lot better. Him. He started yeah. off very very um, 
he started off a bit dodgy, but he's he's obviously it takes a while to to get into it as well. Like, and he's 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 actually he does a good job now, and he's he's doing a bit of presenting for Cage Warriors as well, and, he, and he's decent at that as well. So mm-hmm. he's definitely improved. Uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of slagging of him at the start, but uh, he's uh, he's definitely upped his game. There's talk as well about um, HBO Boxing not doing as much as they used to. So maybe Michael Buffer could be available at, although he does a lot with Sky and stuff as well. But I don't know if Michael Buffer's great. I don't see the fascination. He's, he talks very slowly as well. Um, but I think it's more composure and stuff you need. And I don't know, maybe you know, this is one of the things where whether you, you like it or you don't like it. I don't think anyone likes the current Bellator guy because he's absolutely horrendous. <laughs> No offense, like I'm sure he's a lovely person, but he's just absolutely terrible at his job, you know. Worse than Lion McGrath podcasting, like that's how bad he is. Unbelievable. <laughs> Strong words from a strange man. Only bit of crack. Andy Stevenson at NDSTE123. Would the safest, smartest money be on McGregor by DQ? Like, no. Like that. No. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to do it. Like Dana White on the press conference last day said, there's something in the contract about it. So I'm presuming financial. Uh, it'll be a financial deduction or something like that. So, mm, yeah, it'll be it'll be very very weird. I think I I don't think uh, I don't think that'll happen. Uh, Nobler asked his Mayweather team Sheehan. He certainly is not. Uh, I'd be like I hope McGregor wins that. I think a lot of people hope McGregor wins that. You know, it would be uh, uh, you know it'd be great for MMA. It'd be great for what, what do you think? Match go crack. Go on. What do you think of uh, like everybody on on the Mayweather promotion guy on the conference calls kind of talking up <laughs> McGregor Shannon? It's like are people maybe people are that stupid that that they believe that they believe uh, that they think that's real talk. But I think um, you might we might we might end up hearing like oh rumors that Floyd is looking old or that he's looking slow in the gym. Yeah. They know the casuals don't really know what they're talking about, so they're going to try and. Sell some wolf tickets. Yeah, it's promotion one on one. You know, like Colin Coward's gonna come on his show next week and go, or who? Not him because he's an idiot. But someone just like an, a normal, <laughs> an, a normal, just uh, you know, ESPN one hundred six point seven, the fan on you know on a Tuesday morning is gonna say, uh, this this fight, you know, everyone thinks it's gonna be one sided. But what about Leonard Ellerby who says he respects Conor McGregor's hands? You know, there's respect coming from the Mayweather camp for his hands. They're not taking this one lightly. You know, that's what's gonna happen. You know, and that's people who don't aren't fully aware of the situation. Can you blame them for acting like that? Like, I'm not sure you can. I, I, don't, I don't think Floyd will take it lightly because I think it's all about the the fifty and now It's all about the, the he doesn't want to lose and be embarrassed. But, but I think um for the for the hardcore fans of, of both sports uh, MMA and boxing, they don't want to hear. Oh, the, the Mayweather promotions talking up the the opponent, saying, "Oh, he's he's, he's like they they want to they they don't buy that. They know that that's wolf tickets. They've been around, but I suppose that's that that market isn't really the market they're after. They're after the the casual fan. They're after the maybe not even the sports fan. They're after the the entertainment fan. The, the, they're after everybody. So they want to make it seem as as um, as even as possible uh, in their, those people's eyes, and it'll probably work. So you can't really fault them for it. Yeah, Mr. Podge asks, and a couple more people as well ask about Chris Cyborg against Megan Anderson. There's talks of that happening at UFC 214. Ariel reporting it, that it's uh, yeah. that's slated for then. What's your take on that one? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, um, if Durain around me doesn't want to doesn't want to fight Cyborg, well, what can you do? You can't force somebody into a cage. Um, so the Invicta champion, champion versus champion, you can sell it to the people. The less, the less. Uh, uh, hardcore fans um as champion versus champion and um 
I think they'll buy it. Maybe a few years ago they would have bought it more because there's belts going everywhere and everything's for a title or an interim belt or whatever. But uh, it must be working if they keep doing it. Yeah, Jermaine the ran from me. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I think Cyborg is absolutely going to decimate Megan Anderson. I think she's a good fighter, but she's yeah, not running here. Yeah, Cyborg's going to run through in the first round. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Hel Hefe at Wally Frogmore. Um, Ronda Rossi versus Betch here too. That's not a bad idea. Mm. Um, yeah. Mikaleli didn't ask. Mike is that Hale, a big though for Ronda to come back if she's going to come back yeah. is that, that big enough possibly it could be a co-man event or something possibly what about uh, Rosie versus home that's that's could happen do you think Rosie takes that straight off another loss do you think she want to warm up before that at least if she yeah, was yeah. to take that like Rosie is she's not getting these big movie roles I think she's in like some you know some fair city kind of job on, on uh, yeah on TV over there. Can, know, she, can she even act? Like, people are just saying, oh, she's going to get all these movie roles. Like, you're not going to get movie big movie roles if you can't act. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she can. Maybe she can, but I haven't seen any evidence of it. Nob Larrigan asked Nob's 11. Uh, he asked for a thoughts on the super fight. You, Inzo Amore called out Conor McGregor. WWE superstar. Inzo Amore. Oh. Which could be brilliant. He's the best shit talker in the WWE. It's, Absolutely terrible wrestler though against McGregor. If they're doing that, that would be brilliant. Sure, the last time a pro wrestler uh, fought against a, a top level boxer in Muhammad Ali, he, he won handily but got screwed on the decision. Yeah. But, yeah, that's true. Grant. Uh, M. McLean asks oh, oh, the biggest mate is now flight has trouble with Southpaws. He won versus Manny, nine of twelve rounds, what's versus Guerrero, twelve of twelve. Uh, KO'd Ortiz beat Maidana uh, what's the most ludicrous thing you've heard about the announcement and did you see Shab's breakdown I, li- I like Shab's Brendan, breakdown? I don't know but he's, he's saying McGregor in rounds and I like Brendan Shab. Um I think he's very funny I think he's some good takes on like apparel and stuff like that but his analysis of fights uh, he's a, you know he's a fighter and all I, I read him as a fighter I thought he was a good fighter but I don't think his analysis is that good to be honest I think it's I don't know. It's not very good, but yeah, I think there's been a lot, a lot of ludicrous shit about said about McGregor Mayweather, and you just have to, you know, there's no point, there's no point fucking complaining about the, the rain, you know. You just have to kind of, you kind of have to dance in it and enjoy it. I think with this one, yeah, you gotta just embrace the the circus, the freak show, and just go with it, or else it's yeah, if, yeah. What well, like you can either stay out of it or embrace it. There's no point. Get you're gonna be getting uh, if you're gonna get annoyed at all, all these stupid takes. You're gonna be annoyed for eight more weeks mm-hmm. or even longer. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Higgins, K- Kevin Higgins IRL. Uh, thoughts on the MMA JA, obviously the Mixed Martial Arts Journalists Association, and will you yourselves be joining it? Um, uh, there's not that much information out about it really yet. Uh, it kind of got swept away by uh, <laughs> the by this Mayweather McGregor yeah. bout getting announced uh, on the same day. It just kind of shut down all the talk about it. But um, I'm sure the protagonists like uh, Dan Stop and Ariel and all these other guys, Ben, Ben Folks and Chad Dundas, etc., will will be uh, talking about it on their various podcasts when uh, when um, when what is the comment event is Monday night. Um, they'll probably be Fuck talking. Say, you're you're just telling people to listen to them now, and while we're on, while we put out our broadcast, what are you at like? <laughs> 
<laughs> share the love, share the love. Yeah. Look, I I think it's I think it's a good idea to do something like even if it just means everyone coming together, you know, there's an email thread going around, we discuss things, you know, I, th- I think that's good. I-, I see nothing wrong with that. I think, like, having people's backs, having, like, you know, just something as simple as, you know, contacting the UFC or contacting Bellator or Bama or whoever it is, you know, just so, like, you know, you can't be blacklisted or it has to go through this agency or something like that, you know, just, I think people need to seek together more, you know, there's a... Yeah. There's a lot of fucking personal shit as well in, in in MMA journalism, which I don't think we get connected to as much, but because, you know, we're, we're different, we cover things maybe differently and, uh, you know, came up a, a different way than a lot of the big places. But, um, you know, I think it'll be a success because of the people that are doing it. But I also think, you know, they, they need to do it right. You know, if they allow everyone to join, if they, you know, I think you have to be very careful with who you let join. You have to take other people's accounts of what some people are like. You know, it's it's going to be tough, but I think it's. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to say anyway. Like and, and yeah. like I, basically, I only, the only information so far is is that I've seen is on the website and on and the, everybody can go on and see the the form that they want. Um, People who are interested to, to fill in there's questions about oh have you been have you been paid or subsidized for flights or accommodation to attend events by promotions federations or fighters etc i think that's an important that's an important question so yeah, people uh, are gonna lie you know i think yeah we, i think there's got it's got the vetting that you people have like there's gonna have to be research done on the answers you can't be taking people's word for it mm-hmm. um yeah as you say it's important that they don't just let any anybody and everybody in I agree. We will look. We'll. Or, or, so you sure won't be talk about that. I definitely. <laughs> 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 oh God, uh, John Ball. Will will Sean finally go to Vegas for probably the biggest fight in combat sports, or will he just make up another excuse? Yeah, I have no excuse. I'm definitely not going to that. No, not all. Um, go on. You, you yeah, I know you. We can barely get you up to Dublin. Never mind. Yeah, across the Vegas. I'll be in Cork for Cage Legacy on the twenty second of July. Meet me there. Uh, can you rate the top five strikers currently in the UFC from Dustin Hayes? He goes, uh, Joanna Connor, Jermaine Enemy, Anderson DJ. I definitely wouldn't have Jermaine Enemy in there anyway. No um, Connor, I'd probably, I'd probably have McGregor first, Wanderboy second, DJ third, um, Joanna fourth, maybe. I wouldn't have Anderson in there. Um, one more, uh, Holloway. Aldo? Uh, I can't think, I can't think. Mm. Do you know who is good striking and based on power, kind of like McGregor, Amanda Nunes? I think I like her, I like the way she strikes just with a lot of power and stuff. You could have Aldo in there, yeah. Like, there's probably someone who's really good striking and just, like, terrible on the ground or something that we're not thinking of. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like John Jones, I you know yeah I probably put John Jones in there to be honest. I think he uses, he like he doesn't have the most powerful striking, but I think yeah I definitely have John Jones in top five. The way he uses his his reach, and uh, he's lint as well, and he's you know it's not just boxing as well. You know it's his uh, leg kicks and yeah. stuff like that. He uses his physical advantages very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. like um, a lot of people who are tall and rangy don't use their their length and range. Uh, he does. He's a smart yeah. striker. Simon O'Keefe asked about Holly Holm getting the title shot. I think we talked about that a little bit before. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Johnny Byrne, a couple more people asked as well. Tim Haig, I think this is just breaking as we're on, on the air. Um, 
Tim Hag, uh, I believe he he's he was in you know he was in a bad way anyway. He had a, I believe it was a boxing match over the weekend. Yeah. Um, you probably know more about this to me. I think he's actually passed away this evening. Um, so that's obviously very sad. And you know I haven't seen the fight yet, but apparently he took a few knockdowns and the fight was let continue too long. It was obviously a boxing match, but he um he was used to be a, a UFC fighter, but. Yeah, I didn't see. I saw somebody tweeting that uh, the the fight should have been stopped four or five times before it was. Yeah, that's never good. Um, and obviously, if if you end up like that, some, something's gone wrong along the way. With and it doesn't seem that referees get held accountable for this, but um, a dangerous ref like that should never ref again. If it's true that it should have been stopped four or five times before, then. Like you've got to be able to trust that the ref to, to save you when you need saving, and um, it's corner as well. We'll have to take some responsibility yeah. for not throwing the towel as well. Like they're they're friends with him, presumably they're training partners of his. Like they they need to be thinking about his um, his long term health as well. So uh, it's hard to make too much comment about it because I haven't seen it. But it sounds from what I've from the the, the, the reaction on Twitter, it sounds like uh, it was some bad mistakes made by the corner and the referee. Yeah, obviously we had the same situation over here in Ireland with Joe Carvalho last year. So, you know, well, a little bit different, obviously, because well, that was MMA. But yeah, it's you know very sad, obviously, and uh, thoughts go out to to his family. Um, we'll answer another couple of questions before we go. Patrick asked about Mayweather, what knocking out McGregor or what Mayweather knocking out McGregor, McGregor knocking out Mayweather would mean for boxing MMA. I think, I think we discussed that an awful lot. I think. You know, I think it'd be huge for MMA. You know, it'd be bad for boxing, but I don't think it's going to hurt either sport hugely. Whatever it is, I think there's possibilities look worse for boxing, but uh, boxing will survive. You know, you've a great fight two weeks after, so I, I think it'll be it'll be all grand. Derek Kelly on the email asks, WME IMG have taken over their talent agency. Do you think they should be doing a better job promoting events and fighters? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, they haven't came it really came, came out. Uh, Ari Emanuel hasn't come out and said anything. Like it's strange. It, it is strange. Um, they they haven't changed that much except bringing in a bunch of interim belts. Um, obviously this 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 McGregor Mayweather bout is is a big change. But I think maybe if 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 Zufa and under control of Lorenzo and Frank and Dana, they probably would have went went for this as well. I don't think. I don't think it's just this this uh, McGregor McGregor Mayweather bout is only happening because it's WME. I think it it could have happened under Zufa as well, or under under the Fertitas as well. Um, I don't think all that much has changed, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised at that. I think I think I thought um, Ari Emanuel and and the rest of the WME team would be more involved, uh, be more uh, do more interviews, maybe going on going on TV and. And making themselves part of part of the sport, yeah. they're just kind of shadow shadowy figures who we we hear about but don't hear from. Mm-hmm. Nickel, they asked about Uriah Faber's gym giving scholarships uh, to have new people come in train. I think it's a good idea. I think it's something Uriah Faber's kind of always did just by giving people places to live and you know things like that and and a good gym to be in. Yeah, I think it, you know it's good for him. It's good for the people. You know, it's helping the sport. Uh, yeah, definitely for that. Um, question on email again from Dara Williams: Why isn't Karen Moore signed with the UFC yet? Would he beat Ian Kutalaba? I think that'd be a good fight. I, I, like I think it's only a matter of time before uh, Karen Moore signs for the UFC. 
haven't heard any rumours yet about him, about him fighting again for Cage Warriors or anything. But I also haven't heard anything about him going to the UC. But mm, the UC seem to be cutting people rather than signing people at the moment. So maybe they're trying to get the roster down a little bit before before making making some new signings. Yeah, although I think there's definitely room for uh, for people in the light heavyweight and heavyweight divisions, obviously where he'd be. So yeah, uh, yeah, it'll probably happen eventually. But yeah, you never know when it's gonna happen. Last question, Kieran Sebelin at the Soup Lad. How many times has the podcast been paused during the recording due to fan issues? Zero. And but here's my fan. Here, can you hear it? There you go. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> let's end the show with this fan noise because I've been dying for the last hour and a half while this has happened follow Graham at me. follow me at Chanchi NBA Graham I think you can say it before we go no that's it that's your bitch good. <laughs> right good luck before we go here's the inspirational quote of the week do not look where you fell but where you slipped we'll see you next Tuesday or Monday Probably Monday. We should probably change that to Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck.